0: Welcome to Pondering with Peg, Episode 8. Tonight, my guest is Robert Robinson. Robert has been a student of metaphysics since the 1970s and has practiced meditation for over 30 years. He is a retired human service professional who has worked with individuals and groups in community-based workforce centers in multiple areas of the country. This evening's topic is forgiveness meditation. Robert, please share with the audience what forgiveness meditation is and how it is helpful for everyone.
1: Thanks. It's a real privilege and a pleasure to be here uh, at Para Study and to share some of these topics with folks. I just want to say that I realize that we have in our audience uh, individuals who are very familiar with most of the topics I'm going to touch on on the way to getting to the forgiveness meditation. And some who this may be new to, and others that, you know something about it, you may have read a book. So you're going to hear me go into a little more depth than maybe you're familiar with if you're just starting. And for those of you that are are much further along, and we've got a few folks right around the table here at Power Study who are we may get on some topics that we're going to go a little bit in depth with this brief uh, presentation, but I just want to encourage everybody in my first part of encouragement that today we can find almost every topic that i 'm touching on on YouTube you can google it, Amazon or whatever the equivalent that you can get to where you live and groups that might be around you uh, if you if you can find a group of people you you'll find these are very common topics so we're going to talk about forgiveness meditation, but to get there, we need to talk on a few other topics. To, and it'll make sense at the end, but it may not make sense right away. The first topic has to do with near-death experiences. Anybody familiar with that around the table? Yes. And Gary and Yes, Sue, Okay, got it. So if you're not, you can check it out on the Internet. But we have instances and reports of people who actually become clinically dead or nearly clinically dead. They go into a coma and they report some very interesting things among those being floating out of their body or seeing things that are happening around them. But one of the things that it it ends up coming around to uh, forgiveness is they often have what would be called life reviews. They run into entities that set up and run a review of their life And why this is important is if you would review your life, going through it, you come through all the situations that you've had, according to them. Some are saying that these reviews are very quick, like a flash before your eyes. You know, everybody heard of the, you know, you're going to die, so you, you know, your life flashes before your eyes. But in this case, they have reports of, I saw my whole life in a panoramic view. And I saw the things that I did to people. And that's all the things that they did to me. And often what happens, and we're, where we're going with this, is after going through that and having this realization, they, when they do survive, remember these are near-death experiences, they come out of this, and they're changed. They make changes in their life. They have some realizations about the way they may have treated people. And it, these can be life-changing experiences. So there's something interesting about life reviews. And I'll just touch again, the other place for those of you familiar with that, in hypnotic regression, where people are regressed uh, under hypnosis back to earlier parts of their life and then further back to previous lifetimes. There are some folks who are actually regressed to a period between lives, that's between lives. And they also report that after they died, in between one lifetime leading to the next, that they had a life review. Also, this funny word, panoramic view of their life and all the things. But, often what they include, and this is related to forgiveness, is they often find a role reversal life review. And that is, it isn't just what you did to everybody else, per se. But actually, you then take on the role of the people that are on the receiving end of things you've done, things that are so-called good and things that are so-called bad. And there are reports when the individual talks about, oh, what, was, you know, what happened after you saw that? <clears throat> Often in the reports of the between-lives hypnotic regression, they report that they would like to make very significant changes in their next lifetime, areas that they're going to focus on. And for those of you listening, if you're not familiar with reincarnation, that would be another topic you could certainly get into. But folks around the table right now, folks around the table, have you ever heard of life reviews occurring inside of any of these things, yes. Gary? Ray Moody in 1975, Life After Life. So Ray Moody. One
2: of the first books
1: wasn't kind of the pioneer of the whole, <clears throat> whole deal. And you know, we have some you know other folks that um, are more. Uh, current that are also doing in between uh, lives uh, work, uh, Michael Newton, uh, who's got the destiny of souls, journey of souls, um, yeah, memories just- of the afterlife, and that also has a, has some, some scenes in there. But you'll say, well, what does this have to do with forgiveness? Well, the whole idea is that when we die or we have a near-death experience, these are very unusual, as as one of our friends in, in doing this kind of work says, high strangeness. There are folks in the regular life that we're living now have come up with life reviews. They call it a directed life review, where you, particular, you pick a particular topic that you're going to focus on. It could be what you needed to learn. It could be uh, things you've done with people. It could be any uh, in our class uh, that we, we teach on this. We have a list of 50 of them that are often used. But the one that I always found the most interesting was, if you could, who in your lifetime would you forgive? There's so much focus uh, right now in people uh, worrying about uh, sort of cleaning their life up and becoming acceptable and being forgiven for all the things that they did, that often there's not as much focus on forgiving all the things that people did to you or even forgiving the things that you did to yourself. So where we go is that in this whole process of having a life review, which may be something you want to consider, some of you may already be considering something like this. Taking a panoramic view of your life, taking a review of certain uh, situations through your life, and taking the lessons learned. Taking the lessons learned. And it turns out that there are a group of folks who, in the spiritual tradition, have been for a long time, and not such a long time, I'm saying recent uh, practitioners, that have either carried on, in in terms of some of the Buddhist traditions, or developed, in terms of some of our folks who are on YouTube but very well known, uh, what you would call forgiveness meditation. Actually, a spiritual practice... That involves having the intention of forgiving someone. Someone, there might be a significant event. I encourage the folks that I work with to start with drama, not with trauma. I mean, really, we know there's some really significant things. We're just now looking on how would I go about forgiving somebody that I want to forgive. Somebody that I might have tried. I don't know about you, but just in our culture, forgiveness doesn't have a lot of depth to it. I mean, they say, "Well, just you know, say you forgive them, or shake hands, and everything's okay." I never work for me; just a single anything. Turns out, most of these are focused on a series of uh, techniques. The good news is, they're easy to find, thanks to our friends at uh, the Internet and YouTube. I'm actually going to talk a little bit about them, so you can latch onto it. So, if you want to scroll down, a uh, a, a couple of names as we go. I just want to prepare you. Uh, I'm going to give some names out. And, and you, if you're interested, one of the keys I have to share with you is in working with folks is that I, I started coming to Power Study many years ago, and I got exposed to topics that didn't interest me at all, and then there was one or two that were like ringing a bell. It resonated. How about you folks? Are there, what are some of the topics that you kind of didn't pick up to you hung out at a power study?
0: Reincarnation.
1: Reincarnation. Dreams. Dreams. Chakras. Chakras. Oh, a whole bunch. <laughs> a whole bunch. I only mention that because what we're finding is that, you know, it's literally different strokes for different folks. It, what works for one person doesn't work for another. And in our Western tradition, it doesn't make you a bad person. But I do want to encourage you that if you feel the desire that you would like to clean up some situations with people in your lifetime, go back, review it, see what really happened, try to clean it up. These people may no longer be among the living, and you still want to try to uh, do something to, to resolve it. The good news is that in spiritual traditions, the idea of forgiving has a, uh, an energy piece to it, and that is that if you have an unforgiven act, that you're actually carrying the energy with you. You would think of it as negative energy. We would talk about it as having bad energy about somebody. Some of the symptoms that they actually talk about are, you can't bring the person up without being sarcastic. When you have contact with that individual, you're always saying, they're always doing that. Look, they did it again. And you, have, you get close to anger. Anger swells up. Anger seems to spoil a lot of good spiritual stuff And for those that are meditators, having been a meditator myself, there's some forms of meditation that you're going to have trouble with if you have a lot of people that you haven't forgiven. Because part of it is to bring people into your field of view in your meditation and project loving-kindness towards them. And then, uh uh-oh, practice loving-kindness towards people. And if you still have these and you haven't worked it out, then you have this problem of what really is considered an attachment. So not only is it good to clean it up, but it's also beneficial for your own spiritual development if that's something that, that you have an interest in. So the good news is there's some specific techniques. I'm going to talk very briefly about them, and then I'll actually say the name so you could pursue it. Uh, the good news is that uh, I have evidence that it can work with people. I, I've done it myself. I also have evidence that there are people that I, I'm not ready to forgive yet. That's true. You know, I'm working on it. But I had a lot of people that I had done things to that I, I really wanted to clear that up. There are things that I have people that how could somebody who's seven years old still be on your mind? How you know all these years later? Oh, I'm still upset with it. You know, not now, but I had an incident with a young person that just simply misunderstood me. He got really upset uh, when I said, you know, you know, welcome to the club. Meaning, you know, that it was, you know, joining with ideas with someone and he started screaming at me I you know I didn't know what to do so I slapped him I figured you know I'd seen it on you know on movies you know you know snap out of it well he held his face like I had shot him and ran away I I hardly ever saw him again I'm talking like for the rest of my childhood he avoided me and I didn't have the skills to really clean it up so it's impossible to go track him down but I can go back and here's one of the essences before we go over the list one of the essences of this, and this may help you, this might help you, is the idea that people are at different levels of development, but they really are. And they're at different levels of understanding, and I think they really are. I've read that the Dalai Lama teaches that people are not enlightened about everything at once, but they become enlightened about specific things, like they become enlightened about compassion, or they become enlightened about understanding, or about children, or about anything in life. It's one at a time, you pick them up. It's not a big flash. At least that's what he's teaching. Which means everybody's at a different level on maybe hundreds of so-called topics. So one of the essences of the forgiveness is that, hey, no matter where they are, they have a certain level of understanding, including, interestingly enough, the understanding of personal ethics, what their obligations in the situation are. So one of the forms of, med- of this forgiveness meditation is that they didn't understand what they should have been doing in that situation. I forgive them because they, they were trying their best, but they just they didn't really understand. And especially with anger, once they uh, become angry, which was one of the patterns I found for myself, just sharing, is that I found if I got emotional, I'm usually on my way to being in trouble didn't matter whether it was something good either, good or bad. If I get real emotional, I'm bound to mess up. So when they get angry and they do whatever it is that you're really upset about it, you can take the learning from that yourself. But the essence of the forgiveness is, hey, they didn't understand. They just weren't at a level of understanding what, what their role was and what, what their obligations were. So. Let me just uh, stop here and just check in with the group. Any questions or thoughts about that, the idea of being more able to forgive somebody because you realize that they just don't have a level of understanding uh, of what they should have been doing in that situation?
0: Well, uh, where I work, um, we deal with all types of people. I work for the government, so I'm in the customer service end of it, so always have different people coming in. And uh, I work with inspectors, and one of the inspectors was out on the field one day having an issue, and he was really upset. And when he came in, I said to no, him, pirate. And he was like, what does that mean? And I said, I had one of the biggest aha moments is what you're talking about, mm-hmm. watching Pirates of the Caribbean. There's a scene where they're dueling, they're fight, sword fighting, and Orlando Bloom says to Johnny Depp, you cheated and he says pirate (laughs) and I had an aha moment as like okay everyone's at a different level and if you can take them at the level they're at like you can understand that okay I can forgive them or understand why they may have been angry they're coming from a different view than I am so when you said that that reminded me about how that fits in you know like we all are at different learning. You know, we're all at a different stage of learning in this life.
1: Hi, we just had somebody join us, and we're Uh, we're talking talking about uh, forgiveness meditation. So we were just talking around the table a little bit about uh, why uh, you might be willing to forgive somebody uh, because you realize that they're at at a different level of understanding. They don't really understand what they were supposed to be doing in that situation when they did that awful thing to you. Or to someone else, and we're talking about forgiveness meditation—a spiritual set of spiritual techniques that kind of uh, can be applied once you've had the intention. I want to I want to forgive this person, and go actually go through the steps. In that, the negative, what, what are often called disturbing emotional, disturbing emotional states or uh, disturbing emotions come up, and the next thing you know, you're screaming at somebody. So the idea of having forgiveness meditation is based still on the concept of forgiveness. Bear with me, I've got the last point before we go over a list of, of some people that you can check out that can teach this for you, right on the internet actually, or books, etc. The idea is that what is forgiveness? You know, What is forgiveness anyway? Anybody just have, what's your own personal definition of forgiving I would be willing to forgive somebody if anybody have give me one of those real and I'll give you one you know, well, you, you.
0: I think forgiving is to under, understand the situation on both sides look at it from the other person's point of view and then evaluate it on their point of view and its interpretation.
2: That might be so with um, individuals mm-hmm. when it comes to family, People you're raised with, um, you're raised the same way, except who's first, second, or third in a a Mm -hmm. family. So it's uh, to say you can understand where they came from. I don't know if it's harder to understand where they came from because you both came from the same place. Yeah, Um, it's like they break off at a certain. We came from the same tree, but it's another branch that broke off. Um, I think forgiving family at least for me, is the hardest. Mm-hmm. Um, then would be very close friends, friends that you've had for many years, value, and something happens. Um, forgiving people, maybe you just met, that I can understand, because I don't know where they're coming from. That, I think, is easier to forgive, like a stranger who cuts over, when you're driving, road rage. And... It's hard to hold yourself back and not be angry, but then you have to say, well, where did they come from? Did they just come from the hospital Did someone die? Or did they have a big fight with their wife? Or, you Mm -hmm. know, something like that. It's hard to get that all through your head as you're ready to do road rage yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess you have to kind of step back and just take a breath and go, okay, they made a mistake, they're having a bad day. Mhm. Um, but I tr- I think for me family close hardest? very close friends that you've known for years those two are the hardest to um put yourself in their place because yep. you've been close whether you be family or you'd be friends mm-hmm. you know um
1: Hard. And that's one of the situations where we just say I forgive you once to them, and now we're still sarcastic, we're still angry, we're still not willing to sit down at the same table, although we have to a couple times a year. So, and we're doing a podcast, so it's being recorded in a little bit, for time immemorial. I want to make sure, just make sure you know that before you say anything. Okay, great. We just had someone join us. I think my family hears me. <laughs> so, what is uh, forgiveness? One of the Interesting things is there's actually a Forgiveness Institute, can you believe it? And they have a website, you know, just you can Google it. I'm serious, Forgiveness Institute. They got courses and books and little and PDF handouts, actually you name it. This, this one psychologist had focused on it, I think, for maybe the last 25 years. Okay, so that, that, don't worry, we're not going to go through his stuff. But it's good material, but it actually he studied it. And one of the interesting things that that the observation was um, that forgiveness is really putting off punishment of foregoing revenge, of giving up the ability to uh, get even with somebody. It's actually, you know, if we think of that, what was it, ice something, you know, let it go kind of thing. It doesn't mean we forget. Go ahead. Frozen. Frozen. Yeah. Yeah. But the idea that we're going to go through some steps and be ready to actually do that, it's hard to do. And I think, Peg, you had an example from a conversation between the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu that you just told me about.
0: Yeah, I I just thought it was interesting. I was doing a little research, and I came across that they were just talking about forgiveness, and that the Dalai Lama said that um, forgiveness doesn't mean that you you have to give up the memory of what happened. It's more or less how you react to it and, and not to bring the anger forward.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So if we go off with that definition, that, that we get to the point where we're not going to get even, I throw in, uh, and again, not that I'm hung up on the Dalai Lama, but he has a lot of good stuff about day-to-day things. I He talks about... Uh, beware of using sarcasm. It's considered to be a spiritual attack. They just don't happen to be there. And it's not good for you. Just It's sort of like, just because you threw a rock at somebody and it didn't reach them, it mean, doesn't mean that, that you've done something good. But what will happen, if, when you've really forgiven somebody, you reach the point where you're ready to start to that, that ease off on the constant sarcasm, the constant, you know, oh, look what they did again, not talking about them as much. I think that's interesting because in our, in my social circle, everybody's like a Saturday Night Live character. You know, when they relax, everybody's you know, kind of snarking at each other, and I, I can't get them to stop. So I'll get even with them later. But uh, it's just something. You, I think, But you have somebody you really have it for, or they you know they become your like enemy. It doesn't go away. So it, it sort of poisons you. And again, that's the idea of the of the negative vibes. So in, in the Buddhist tradition, they consider not forgiving somebody to be an attachment that you have to get rid of. That's why. It also, believe it or not, clears up your meditation a little bit because actual meditators, when they go and try to do loving-kindness, they find that they keep coming up with people in front of them that they're mad at. I'm, I, you can find this when we, when we go to the, the people. And that it helps being able to even practice loving-kindness because you actually learn—you mentioned it—how to immediately forgive somebody. And one of the examples that I had heard was in road rage. Somebody pulls out in front of you. Normally, you're like, "Oh, that person." You're you're starting to figure out what you're going to, you know, honk show the them, honk yeah. the horn, after the right? Chase, you know, real healthy stuff. For, no, <laughs> but the idea of going, "I forgive them for not knowing how to drive," I forgive them, and what happens is you have more patience. Anger doesn't shoot up, and You know, if it really gets bad, I'll pull over and pretend I'm lost, and you know, just try to stay away from them. But when I was younger, no, I was ready to chase them. And you know, I
2: think age is something that helps us along the way. That's the biggest help.
1: Agree.
0: I think it's hard, don't you? uh, uh, Something with forgiveness for me is before when I was younger. I always thought that you almost needed for them to show remorse for you to forgive, and you. Very rarely are going to get
2: that. Uh-huh. So they say they're sorry that they yeah. did this to you, right? Because you never really, if you don't really talk with them, you're never going to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. You or have they to might let not, that, Yeah, or they yeah.
0: might not feel any remorse, right?
2: right. They, they do. don't think they did right. anything wrong. So, right. in the
1: legal sense of forgiveness, you can't get a pardon without that, or right. they, you could end up with a really rougher sentence if right. you don't right. show remorse. But in this interchange, but you're you're absolutely correct because it, it doesn't. Uh, it, it usually doesn't just show up, you know, it, does, it doesn't do that. Okay, let's kind of, as as we wrap it up, some of the sources for you, in, if you're interested in forgiveness meditation, one of them is the Monroe Institute. Anybody heard of the Monroe Institute? Yeah. Gary, could you just, what do you know about them that you could share with just one or two? They're like a research, like a research uh, facility that, I don't know where they're located, but I know that they, they do a lot of good stuff. Okay, uh, they do. They and do. that's about all I know. Uh, yeah, they're, they're teaching people how to uh, get into altered states and be able to get out-of-body experiences and they, they do a number of interesting things, but on their staff they have somebody who's uh, focused on forgiveness. And if you go to their webpage, I didn't mean to put you on the spot there, Gary, just wanted to share. Monroe Institute, uh, on their uh, webpage, has an audio clip for um, forgiveness meditation, and that's M-O-N-R-O-E. And essentially, what this particular uh, trainer is going through is the idea that most people are trying to live their lives, do the best they can. At the moment, they've made what they thought was the the best uh, action that they could take, however flawed, and don't we all do that? and therefore wouldn't you be willing to forgive them. It's what would be called reframing, reframing the situation, so it's not just them out to get you, but it's really a product of them sort of making a, making a serious life mistake. Uh, and it, But it also has repetition, and that's something that shows up a lot in this. And one of the weird things, if you think of some of your faith traditions, how many times are we supposed to forgive? It was like, what was it? Seven times 70. I'm thinking. Look, were they talking about this? That just one forgive you isn't enough. I don't know, but I do know that the teaching is that the forgiveness, the mind has an effect on the body. And when we do the class, we actually demonstrate that to people that that, uh, that uh, your mind can very easily affect your body, and it has a instant effects. Not just moving it, but uh, uh, you, have, you have folks uh, imagine a um, a lemon and. Uh, on a hot day and cutting the lemon open it 's dripping out with the lemon juice, and you 're going to take a bite out of this lemon and the next thing you know, half the class has all puckered up. <laughs> How did that happen? You know it just i don 't know the mind might might have some kind of connection, so we know that the repetition of a thought we 're actually creating an effect over and over again that we 're going to let this go we 're going to forget about. Uh, you know, being angry at them, I'm not going to keep keep it up. And so that's one form, and that's from the Monroe Institute. Next one, um, and I won't ask you for any details, but I'll just say anybody know, heard of Jack Cornfield? Mm-hmm. Jack Cornfield. Yes. I got some yeses. Yes. And you it, know, it from the Buddhist tradition, I mean, he's, he's got everything in a bell, you know, that he rings when you start and when you stop. And he's got a series of YouTube clips, very good, very brief that talk about the basic steps of med- of uh, forgiveness meditation, and he calls it that forgiveness meditation and again're you 're imaging the person that you want to forgive and you 're getting into a relaxed state and you 're going through a set of exercises where you you have compa- you 're using compassion and you 're forgiving them and you 're letting go of the the anger about what happened um, i want to lead up to another piece of this, and that is that there's some types of forgiveness meditation where you forgive yourself. I forgive myself for, guess what, not understanding what I should have been doing. But it, for it to really be effective, some people would assert that you have to take the learning, you have to really, you have to really identify, some people would call it an examination of your conscience. In other words, you, oops, you thought it was a good idea to scream and holler and make a right-hand turn from the left-hand lane and wave a sig- signal with your hand that wasn't so nice. Uh, but that really wasn't the right way to do it. So, But you still forgive yourself for doing that. You forgive yourself for things you did to other people. And that's more to let, take the lesson learned and then move on. I know people that are still upset about things in grade school, high school, college, you bet. I'm not talking about traumatic stuff, but just stuff that they did that they, you know, I can't believe I did that. And I ruined everything. Take the learning. Take the lesson learned. Own it. Let it go. And then move on because you, and that, oh, by the way, this also relates to all those people who have been telling you to love yourself. How do I love myself? I'm a jerk. I have all these things I've done. One of the things you can do to help with that is to work on forgiving yourself on those things that you keep beating. Stop beating yourself up. Okay. Uh, these are some things that from the East we're getting that we could use to do some of those things that everybody's telling us to, but we can't figure out how to do them. So Jack Cornfield, uh, Kornfield, bunch of stuff on YouTube labeled really clearly. Anybody know Louise Hay? Anybody heard of Louise Hay? Anybody feel comfortable just introducing her to anybody? No. Louise Hay, uh, an author, uh, a speaker... Got a zillion uh, recordings, albums. She's been around for a long time, has passed away recently, I, I believe. Yes. And she's got a brief... She did it a different way. She's really a character. I mean, there's lots of life in her, when, and you can tell. She throws herself into this with the idea that you're going to let the anger build up, and it's really a forgiveness meditation, but it's done by uh, building, allowing the anger to build up, and actually you kind of... Um, pulverize the person in your guided meditation and they reappear a minute later it's all set up and it's not bad but it kind of allows you to build up and express the anger i don't happen that isn't my type i'm afraid of what i would do if i really just kept focusing on the anger but for some people it's worth if you're interested uh checking it out it's done symbolically it's very uh, uh uh well produced it's got music and sounds and everything Oh, there's an Hawaiian technique, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. It starts with H. It's H-O-O-P-O-N-O-P-O-N-O. And this particular technique is also a form of a repetition meditation where you're saying, you know, I've, I, you know I, 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 I hurt you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Very repetitious. And very old worth taking a look at if you're interested in this and finally as we just wrap it up there is a uh, an american monk who practiced traditional meditation for over 20 years and his first name is Bonte B H A N T E which may be all you need to find him and the forgiveness meditation He's written a little book on it. It's about 60 pages. It's, it's on Amazon. It's like four bucks. And his last name is uh, Vimala Ramsi. V-I-M-A-L-A-R-A-M-S-I. But you can find him with Bhante. B-H-A-N-T-E. And he did traditional Zen meditation, following your breath. Ran into the same problem of... Getting to the, the uh, people meditation, as so you got people as your as your object, feelings from the past. His, his students uh, saw it, and it turns out there is a technique that, he, that the Buddha taught, and he teaches it. It's very simple. I you know I forgive them by name for uh, what they did. They, you know they didn't understand. I forgive them for not understanding what they needed to do. I forgive myself for not understanding what I needed to do. And and what you're actually doing is taking one of these at a time and doing it until you feel better. Not more than 30 minutes if you're a starter. Not more than an hour if you're long-term. And if it's something that you're interested in, this is not a substitute for teaching this technique to you, but you can get complete instruction. It's not that long uh, from him and uh, right on YouTube bonte, forgiveness this meditation. I also like it because he has a there's a tech a uh, virtual technique where virtual technique of, of he can do it while he 's walking so you can actually just walk i you can 't see this, but just as you would step, I forgive myself for but you got to be somewhere where it's safe in other words uh, no, I, no, under, out, I understand but... Hawaii they've just made it illegal to look at your uh, cell phone uh, crossing the street but uh you know, be somewhere safe. And then also, the, that you can also use it in real time, again, that, that driving thing. So, what we have uh, coming up at Power Study uh, is a class where we're teaching this, where you actually put together a, a life, a piece of a life review, a year in your life, a, a you know, a year in school, a particular job, a particular period of time where you, you already know, you know, that there are people that you like to forgive, and we show you how to structure this as a structured life review, going through, and then practicing it. Get a chance to practice in class. We're going to be doing it in November. It's on our calendar page uh, for parastudy.org, and if you go down the calendar, you'll find it uh, for November 12th and 19th on a on a Sunday. And uh, it is like a commercial, I know. But also for those of you that can't get in, uh, I just want to take you know 45 seconds and just share with you that we really encourage folks to um, as Power Study is about an independent search for enlightenment we really encourage you to be a seeker I mean if you were here you could take a class you could be in our uh, in, enlightenment shop and it's, it's like a gift shop but it's called enlightenment shop it's got great stuff you want to uh, get all sorts of tools we also have a library but for those of you that aren't in the area uh, of Pennsylvania I just encourage you to reach out and find organizations like us where you could take a, a seminar, a workshop, a course, or, or a lesson. Because there's so many people we're finding that are interested in this, they go on the internet, but they don't talk to anybody else about it. Meanwhile, the person right next to them could be interested in it. You might find out, and I know that we hesitate, but we just encourage you to reach out to people because we're like a living library once you, once you get this information pulled together. So just a suggestion. No one has to do it, but we just want to throw that out there for you, especially to our friend, uh, and I'll never forget that she said it, I thought I was weird until I came to Paris study. And it just reminded us there's a lot of people out there that, that might really enjoy talking to you if, uh, if they had a chance. So I'm going to turn it back to Peg here, See if there's anything else you want to wind up. I was
0: just wondering if anyone had any questions for Robert?
2: I have a question. Would you say, if, if any of these meditation, um, that you need to forgive yourself first before you forgive others? Would that be one of the first steps, or it doesn't matter?
1: Well, in, in, one of the, in the B-H-A-N-T-E format, that's what he'll start, start you with, is uh, forgive yourself. Not in general, but for something specific, right. so you get used to the idea. And you get used to the idea that it's based on your what you understood. So if you forgive yourself for that. By the way, how about all those other people did exactly the same thing to you? It gets easier if you can start somewhere uh, familiar. Right. Yeah.
0: And with it, you, in this lifetime, obviously it's good because you can clear up your feelings and maybe open up to be able to do things that, you, that have been closed to you because of anger along the way but also do you feel that it it is a value for the next life if you clear it now that maybe there are things you wouldn't have to deal with the next time you come in well
1: i go back to the life review Mm -hmm. because in the life review you would have all of these situations played out for you and often people are left with the feeling of the lucky ones that are doing a, a, a near death, they're coming back and going, oh my god, I got it straight I had to clean my act up but those that are going forward, those are often used as the trigger points for planning, getting a life plan together for the next uh, life on what things I have to work on, that's right. from my own understanding of in between lives, anybody else got that, guys? pre-birth planning <clears throat> yep. oh, so. it's called a contract uh, Schwartz, uh, Robert Schwartz did, did work with that yeah
0: and I, as you know that is what I remember is the planning prior to coming in yep. so I have that memory of the planning and so you do kind of see from what I my memory I was given choices and it was almost in what and is with the movie format it's Run in front of you quickly. Your choices, but you you know why. You know why. What the lessons are going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so you choose from those different scenarios, but same lessons, but just different ways. I think to go about it. Yeah. So that's what I was wondering. Like I know I did a past life regression with Carolyn Jalone. Okay. And it's interesting because I have some issues with my mother in this life, and. <laughs> When I regressed, it was so interesting because there was a woman there, didn't look like my mother, but mm-hmm. I knew it was right away, her. But it was the same dynamic going on with yeah. her, and I thought, oh, we didn't clear that right. last time. Like there's, We didn't clear it in the last life, so that's why this is happening now. So that's why I thought with the, if you could kind of work it out and, and get the forgiveness down.
1: Right, well, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and we are mentioning before about enlightenment being about certain things. Uh, my understanding is that this technique is intended to also build your patience and also uh, reduce your uh, firing yourself up with anger more quickly. So you... Right you get more resistance in situations where you're frustrated. But also, it's building compassion. And something that isn't really taught much in the West, but um, there, there's a principle that's taught uh, in the same tradition of uh, treating everybody the same. That means it doesn't matter whether that person is rich or poor, or old or young, mm-hmm. really pretty or really not pretty, you're trying to treat everybody the same with the same kind of respect. And that kind of like, equanimity, that's hard. Imagine that. That means like you're right. walking around and you're just really, uh, uh, by the way, being compassionate. You know, it doesn't mean we let people walk over us, but it also means that we're, we're going to be more likely to be patient and listen. Right. And and that would probably be the best I could do is that. It would be something you would have to, I guess, say, well, I've been working on this.
0: Right. (laughs) I mean, I just think it would be what a great world we would live in if you could start this at a very young age with children to teach them how to forgive themselves and others through meditation early on. That would be a great place.
2: Well, they have no hate. They were born with no hate, and they were born with no anger. Exactly. They learn it from... They're living, mm-hmm. you know, their house, right. their friends, whatever.
0: And, when, and, you know, when you're <clears throat> young, you you do something and you think you've caused someone pain, and it does seem, it hurts, I think, younger people sometimes even more than older mm-hmm. because they don't understand it, where right. they take on guilt that they shouldn't take right. on. Right. That's very true. Do
1: you have any questions?
0: You know, I agreeing with you. I have two small children,
2: and... Um, we talk about forgiveness a lot, um, not using the word sorry too much as a reaction to every situation because I feel like mm-hmm. that word's packed with a lot of guilt. And as a child, I often would take on other people's emotions and I see it my kids and I try to raise them the way that like they can not just react, I'm so sorry, because I feel like that means, oh, it's my fault
1: somehow, right? So mm-hmm. no, I... Got it. Well, Peg, I just want to thank you uh, for the opportunity to, to share this, uh, not only with our own Folks here, but also with others that are out there, whenever or wherever you do ultimately hear it. And
0: um, yeah, thank you. Thank it. you so much. So much information, great information. I hope to be taking the class. <laughs> I'll be signing up. And I also wanted to let everyone know who's listening that uh, our next podcast will be with Margie Royal, and we'll be discussing runes so that will be coming up soon and please look into Robert's class and if you're not in the area you know research the information he gave you and go online and and try it and thank you everyone for being here and participating
1: thank you